Welcome to the Guide Culture Podcast, where you will build confidence around your leadership and sales skills. We are all leaders and salespeople, and this is where we will focus on improvement. I am Lloyd Day. We believe that we will earn our share of the business when we follow the Guide Culture Foundations and methods. Today, I am talking about how to earn your share of the business. Also, be sure to download the free playbook from the show notes. Enjoy. We're going to talk today about you will earn your share of the business. You can have confidence that you will get your share of the business. How do we know that? I've been doing this for years and years and years, and I've always said, as long as we get some people to talk to, we will get our share of the business. Now, we won't get all the business, but we will get our fair share of the business. How do we know that? Well, let me first of all give you a little parable that I read that reminded me of this. Uh, something I've always said, hey, as long as we get opportunities, we will get our fair share. Well, this parable is about the parable of the two invitations. The master sent out invitations for people to come to his party. And several people responded, yes, we will come. We will come. And then when it came time for the party, they decided not to come. They did not come. They would not come. And so the master said, well, go out to the streets and find other people. Find whoever you can and bring them to the party. We're going to have a banquet. We're going to fill this party up. And that really made me think of, of the business. You do have to find your people. You will find your people, and you will earn your share of the business that you have chemistry with your people. I know when I first started looking at getting into the insurance business, I was going around taking tests, doing aptitude tests, looking at different situations, applying with people. And it, it, it happened to all be insurance because I was really interested in this insurance field. Well, I went to this one firm who was probably more of a high-end firm than I was ready for. And they gave me all the testing. I came back to sit down and talk with the, the person that hires the people. And they were so nice and so gracious and gave me probably the best thing I'd ever been given. They said, no. They said, you have scored so well on this test. Your personality is set for sales. You can do great at this business, but you're not a fit for our business. You see, their business was geared towards working with higher in clientele. And I was a young guy. I had no contacts in that world. And they said, you don't have enough contacts. You're not in a position to do well, but you will do well in some field of this type of sales. And so that was great. They told me what I could do and what I could not do. And they told me no for that opportunity. But the point is, if they had said yes, and I would have tried, I probably would have never have found my customers. It would have been hard. But since I end up in the right place, doing it the right way, I did find my customers. And you will too. You can always find your customers if you just go out there and work with them. You'll find the ones that will come to you. And once you get the people that will talk to you and you know the guided culture methods, you will close your fair share. You will earn your fair share of the business. And we'll talk more about these methods in a minute. I could say the same thing possibly happened to Macy, the way this good is cool idea that we came up with happened, actually. She was going to school and the group that she had been hanging out with 
was becoming distant because she was not going to the Friday nights and the Saturday nights. And so the school, it was becoming a disconnect between school and what she was doing when she was not in school. And the point we made to her was, hey, go find new people. Go find your people. Go find the people that you can do something for, that you can serve, you can help, you can click with and build relationship based on your situation. There are plenty of people in that school that would love to have someone like you to hang out with. Same thing. She had to go find her people. And um, so you will, you will close your share of the business as long as you're getting in front of your people. If you get enough opportunities with your people, you will get your share of the business. And of course, we talk a lot about marketing, that you have to find your, the people to talk to, and you want it to be the right people. Uh, one thing we do in the insurance business is when we're trying to set prospecting targets up, we want to have the targets of the people of, be, of the same size, same type of account. So they'll have the same kind of structure. And we know if we stay in that, we will get our fair share. But if we're all over the board and who we're trying to meet with, it, it will never add up to be a consistent process. Now, the second thing here, let's talk about how once you get in front of your people and you're finding your people, how do you make sure that you get your fair share of the business? Uh, one thing is to be ethically able to defend your recommendation for the solution when held up in the light. So if whatever solution you come up with, based on whatever issue you find, you're trying to solve the problem, you come up with a solution, you make a recommendation, and you try to close on it, well, that solution, that recommendation you make, if it's really held up in the light, and it's really broken down, there's a lot of details, a lot of questions asked about why this solution why is this a fit? Why does this work? If it's held up to the light, can you defend it with confidence? Can you prove that whatever you did was in the client's best interest, not in your best interest, but in the client's best interest? Of course, in order to be able to do that, you have to be able to do a few things. One, have you been listening? Did you listen to the client? Did you really find the problems that need to be solved? Did you find the amount of budget they have to work with? Uh, did you find who's going to make the decision? Did you find all those things? Because unless you listened well and know what it is you're trying to solve, then you probably can't hold it up in the light because you don't, you're not matching solutions to problems. And the second thing is, did you do your homework? So when you found these problems with the client, did you go back and do enough research and enough homework to really be able to match it up and defend it with some facts and statistics and whatever it is that you need for, for uh, proof or for uh, credibility or evidence. Did you bring, you know, can you back it up with your evidence because you did your homework to find it? And, and one way to do that is your continued investment in learning. Uh, one of the best things I've heard is that the difference between an amateur and a professional is that the professional invests in learning. The professional is always learning, and if you're learning those products and you're doing your homework and you listen to the problem, then you should be able to hold it up and defend your case with anybody because you know enough about it to do it. I know myself, when I have an insurance client or prospect and I'm going to meet with them, I have done a lot of work before I meet with them. I've done a, so much work that is I'm showing the presentation or the proposal, 
if any questions comes up, I pretty much can answer it without even looking at anything because I already know the answer. I've done enough research that I probably know more about this than anybody else sitting at the table, whether it be the business owner, another professional. I more than likely know that much. And even if it's a, an existing client and I know them pretty well, I'll always do my homework prior to going out so that I'm fresh, I've got any new things, and I'm ready to answer those questions. I'm ready to defend my recommendation when it's held up to the light. Now, the third thing here is sales. Whether you think it's icky or you think it's critical, because people see it on both sides. They say, oh, sales is so icky. Or they say, oh, sales is so important. I say both sides of it because people many times may not really understand sales the way we do because we see sales as a noble calling. We see it as the thing to do because we have expertise. We have knowledge. We've done our homework. We know what we're doing. We know solutions. And so it's our obligation to share the solution. And we believe in it so strong that we proclaim that message to anyone within ear side of us or when within Facebook side of us or Instagram, we are sharing the message. So whether it's icky or critical, either way, you need the guide culture structure and method because that's how we get it to be in a noble thing. We talk so much about how we start with mindset and heart set. We get our mind right about what is this? What are we doing? We're loving and serving, you know, our heart. We're taking care of others first. Always take, take care of the customer first, last, and always. We're always building that trust factor. And then we know there's a set of skills that we need, which we practice and rehearse these skills. We tie it all together to give ourselves the guide culture method. And why is this so important? Because we believe that we are the salt of the earth. We believe that we're living out our noble calling within the purpose of what we're doing. This is what we do. This is what we're good at. It's where our passion is. And no matter what we're doing, we're living and shining the light in the right way. And when we lose that distinctive saltiness, that special excitement that we have for what we do, we kind of become worthless. We need to have that opinion, that excitement, that belief in what we're doing. Uh, we don't, don't want to just blend into the world. You know, we want to stand up and stand tall and stand with a light shining on us. Because those flavors, that salt flavors and preserves food. We preserve the good in the world and we keep it from spoiling and we bring new flavor to life. So when we show up to a situation, we should be full of salt, full of flavor, full of something new, full of something different than anybody else. So as we're living out our calling, we should be noticeable like that. Otherwise, we're avoiding a calling in our life. We should be following into the calling of our life, whatever that is, and using these guided culture foundations and techniques and skills that we teach. Because as long as we're living in this calling, we're not giving something up. We're actually getting something better than what we're giving up. Maybe we're giving up some some lifestyle of of leisure or, or complacency or just hanging out. And we're living with a strong purpose, a desire to go do something great and important. We're not really giving something up. We're gaining something better by doing that. Because it's not a labor camp. It's a, it's a feast. What we do is a feast. It's just a fun calling. And we're living in it each and every day. So I encourage you, live in the, the excitement and belief of the guy culture method, the foundational principles 
that we talk about all the time. Work on those principles and work on your client. Be prepared to ethically defend anything that you present. When it shines in the light, be able to defend it. And remember, you are going to find your set of customers. Just get in front and be in, in, in contact with the right people. And by following all these principles, you will get your share of the business.